0: Guys, welcome back to Into the Light, A Different Life Story, my show on YouTube and as a podcast with me, your host, Stefan Neff. Today, I have got a professional overthinker with me, and uh, these are my special special um, friends because I have been one of them, okay? So I recognize myself so much in my guest. I have got Christiane. A nurse, a professional overthinker, and a master, uh, the mistress of burnout, um, and with that, I—that is already all you need to know about this woman because she is now absolutely outspoken and tries to raise awareness of this such a such an important topic that. Is so common to all of us for crying out loud. So, Christiane, high time that I've got you on my show. I'm really, really pleased that you're here. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you for having me on. I'm very excited.
0: Mm. Oh, I will have you on uh, again and again. Uh, so that, <laughs> <laughs> no, it is, it is so, such a strange thing. Burnout is such a cliche, yet. If I look into the hospital environment in which I work, I mean, for crying out loud, I left the public system because I had done all the heroic things. I had done all the the 17 babies born at the same time at three o'clock in the morning. I had done all the trauma in the emergency department and I was good in it. I loved it. I breathed it. I, I, yeah, I loved it. And then it was, yeah, yeah, yeah crash
1: Yep.
0: okay I'm back again yeah 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 yay. crash <laughs> and that just describes more or less the last what Oh uh, 20 years 20 years prior to my my breakdown I have to say yes I was a master mm. of burnout and seemingly so were you mm.
1: yes burnout or I as I like to call it and as I spruik it now compassion fatigue
0: Ah, nice one. Uh, are we just window dressing here? Are we just compassion fatigue? Compassion fatigue is actually one symptom of yeah. a burnout, but it is actually the key symptom. And mm. so what do you mean by compassion fatigue?
1: Um, I think as health professionals, um, we get into the to the to the job because we love helping people. Mm. Um, but the problem is is that we overgive and overgive and overgive that we stop giving to ourselves, mm. um, you know, and, you know, because we just love helping other people, we forget to love ourselves and we forget to give ourselves compassion and we, we end up losing ourselves in the process so
0: (laughs) (laughs) having said that having said that there are two big groups of people out there they are like like us and there are Mm. those people who have got xx chromosomes and there are those people who have xy chromosomes um essentially we all are guilty of that i am Mm. guilty as charged both Mm. as a man as a father as as all the roles in my life and as a professional as a doctor uh please it is it is we are givers but some you're quite right because some professions define themselves by doing exactly that we we give that is what doctors do what nurses do uh, emergency uh personnel out there police fire we all are there we run towards the sound of gunfire we don't protect mm. ourselves first and that is exactly what puts us at a at a higher risk of this burnout phenomenon
1: mm. yep i 100% agree i um you can have you can have eap programs um or employee assistance programs i guess you could say but i don't know there's some sort of a breakdown in in the system mm. With relation, with in regards to um, preventing burnout,
0: I feel like absolutely, because we are there to make systems running smoothly. And we are there to help people. Now, the bigger the system, sometimes the the more powerless you feel. And that's certainly one contributing factor. If you look at people who burn out and who are frustrated who consider themselves working in toxic environments, that is because they have no say in it. And that is the problem with big systems. So you are left with trying to pick up the, the, the pieces. And it is hard. It is hard. I remember so many conversations where I was de-escalating friction and and very upset patients, which were not upset with me. They were upset and hmm. screaming because of their frustration with the system. And yet I got it in the neck or my nurses got it in the neck and I stepped in and things like that. And it is, it is very hard. It is. And I think not many people out there realize how hard it is for nursing staff specifically to deal with their daily frustrations. Hmm. The figures out there, I mean, Australian figures to to quote where you are, I mean, 95% of emergency nurses have been assaulted in the last month. Okay, so it's virtually... Yeah, you go to work, and shall we shall we put a a step-proof vest on or not? Um, And we are making a little joke here, but all our orderlies in the emergency uh, department wear step-proof vests. I wonder what it is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there, yeah, yeah. There are times when really we need to look after ourselves first, but that typically only happens when something has occurred. So here you go. So my point always it is nurses are doing such a beautiful beautiful important job yet you are also on the receiving end of some not so nice criticism some frustration some anger some resentment which may very well have bugger all to do with you yet you're copying it isn't it has that occurred to you in your setting
1: yeah I um I remember there was a shift that I did I, I went on my old ward and, and, I, and I'd just been physically assaulted. I was bitten and he and, and drew blood and I had to go and have, you know, all the blood tests and stuff like that, <laughs> you know. Um, and I remember coming back to my boss and I said, is this like this, is it me or is this just getting worse? You know, the, the physical assaults, the verbal assaults and, you know, and I'm like and I've just been bitten because I was trying to feed a patient. And it wasn't his fault, but he's like, well, get used to it. Mm. And I was just thinking, are you freaking serious? Like mm. I didn't get into nursing to be, you know, verbally and physically assaulted. And mm. not only nurses are also, you know, we, we are like the meat in the sandwich for all of the allied health. You know, we're like the, um, the sounding board between the families and the patients and the, mm. and I don't think, and I understand that a lot of people get very, you know, it is frustrating. The health systems can be frustrating, but um, mm. and then it could be frustrating for us. And it's mm. just like this vicious cycle. I feel like. Um,
0: mm.
1: Mm, just
0: now, if there are so many nurses that are suffering, would you not? Could you not imagine that really the nursing councils uh, in, in many parts of this world should be out there and should actually be addressing that, should be there as trendsetters of people who are, who are fostering dialogue, fostering openness, fostering the being honest with yourself?
1: Mm. Is that
0: happening? Did you notice a change in your setting?
1: Not really. I mean, nursing nursing historically is a very hard culture to change. They don't like change much at all. Um, and, yeah, like I remember um, even after there's only so many dead bodies that you can put into body bags and stuff before it starts to really affect you. You start looking at them, at the body, at these people as, you know, there was a person inside of there and now there's no one in there anymore. And, um, and I remember you know the, you, you sort of don't really get the debrief sessions that you're meant to have and, and you just like you, ju- you just put on your okay I've got to keep going but I remembered uh, on reflection uh, after the years um oh. realizing that you sort of just become so numb to that stuff and like how do you fix it how do you uh, do you know what I mean like med- like it's if only they had, you know, debrief or meditation rooms mm. or something within the hospitals or somewhere that you could go mm. to go and have a cry or um just to relax and go, wow, you know, that was pretty insane that Mm. because you make connections with i mean i dealt with a lot of palliative patients and stuff like that you make connections with the family members and you make connections with the person that's passing and then Mm. and then they pass away and then you've got to put them and it's kind of like you have to put this this mask on and go okay
0: Mm.
1: (laughs) it can affect you
0: it can it does Mm. And it's hard because there are times when you cannot let your true self shine through. Mm. You maybe want to cry, but you simply mm. can't because you need to be yep. strong there, and you need to mm. be the guide for the family. You need a guide for the person, for your team. Um, mm. I often, when when I was involved with with the emergency department, my calm exterior was sort of influencing others. And mm. by calmly speaking out, running through an algorithm, running through a scenario, suddenly things calmed down. And there was a role for that. So you cannot always come out of your emotions. Mm. But the problem is that you're quite right. So when will there be time for a debrief? And many teams don't do that well at all, none at all. There is not necessarily a culture of actually sitting down unless it is a bigger and then it cannot become a culture of debrief, but it can be a culture of witch hunt and, Mm. um, Yeah, if you ever go through a formal complaint process in the sense, not even complaint process, if you go in a root cause analysis where you try to figure out what has occurred in a particular case, why did that particular outcome happen to this patient? And you Mm. go through timelines and see where people got involved. Oh, my goodness. There you see true flagellation. Are you talking medieval? No, the nine whipped cat. (laughs) And it is, that is, is us. We are perfectionists. And that's what you want. I mean, c- come on. If you go to, to your patient and you say, you know, the last 99%, I got it right with the antibiotic. Now, yeah, it could be a 50-50 if I give you the right <laughs> antibiotic or not. But you, you know, that doesn't go well. So, no. <laughs> so it is, we are perfectionists. We strive for 110%, but at the same token, that unfortunately comes nowadays with the, the perception by us. Ourselves and by the customer, by the clients, i.e., our patients, that everything needs to be perfect. There is no more acceptance of of any mistakes. And Mm. at a time when we should be more open to accepting the challenges and the the, the fact that we are human beings, Mm. I think sometimes it's actually getting even harsher and more Mm. brutal with ourselves.
1: Yeah. I agree. The perfect, I've had to unlearn being a perfectionist. You know, I've had to, I've had to really um, lean into accepting that nobody's perfect and Mm. I'm definitely not perfect. Mm. I make mistakes and I always, you know, and and I, but I learn from them, you know, Mm. and having to unlearn being a perfectionist um, is tricky, but it's actually been kind of beautiful because it's been a, um, a learning experience from my daughter and I you know I can teach her you know that you don't have to be perfect at everything no, no,
0: no. and indeed it is so so beautiful to make mistakes and that's uh, I've been forever been teaching uh advanced life support courses of of various shapes if there was an acronym I probably taught on it over the years and it is so beautiful I always made a point that this to invite people to make mistakes because mm. here is a safe environment where you can make mistakes and learn out of it. And if yeah. someone was then ripping into themselves uh, with regards to criticism, Oh my God, why did I forget to give that drug, etc. And I said, that's brilliant. It's brilliant. Well done. You made a mistake. Had you done yeah. it smoothly, then, you know, this was no learning experience, but the sheer fact mm. that you made a mistake, how beautiful is that? Mm. But I mean, it is, I think the the issue of lack of debriefs and lack of acceptance of of um, the fact that it is normal to make to err to to have uh, to make a mistake uh, that is a huge huge issue. Mm. When you say you you had sort of uh, the the incidents that were not so nice, did you have good incidences? Did you ever attend a debrief that was really nice where you thought, "Wow"? This is how it should be done.
1: Um. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess in, at, at the end of the day, we had a really good. T- I worked with a really good team of of leaders and stuff mm. like that, and they were always so super supportive. Like, I mean, nice. Yeah. So th- there was never a feeling of um like that I wasn't heard or any of that stuff. But. Um, no, I just think I was just I was very lucky in the fact that I did have if I felt like I needed to talk to um, one of my leaders, then I knew I could and we had that relationship. So we would built up a really strong team. But but still, but still, mm-hmm. but still, I, I don't know, I just I still felt I still fell down the, the hole somehow. I just.
0: Oh, please. And it's so easy because it's so multifactorial. So yes. it's. Behind me there, that's the, the first edition of uh, My Steps to Sobriety. So my book that I, I released in uh, about a year ago now, and mm-hmm. um, I've taken the first edition off The Market because we are just about releasing the second edition. So having said that, there is a big chapter in there of exactly burnout and toxic environments and what actually contributes to our feeling of burning out and ultimately it is there are there are many different factors there are work factors there are people factors around you there are factors within you so therefore there will be a, a combination of things that will play a role in your particular setting out there so if you're listening to that because you felt you feel oh my god i i i can't stand it anymore well First of all, congratulations. This is a really yeah. good place to be because now you're ready to take action and you're ready to confront something that has been probably grumbling for quite a long time. Mm. But now it is time to actually put the Sherlock Holmes uh, spy class on and actually figure out, okay, what the fuck is actually going on here? What is happening? Do I yeah. Am I in the place where I am because of me? Because yeah. I've always given so much I have been putting everyone else before me. Mm-hmm. Is that really the key thing?
1: Self-agency, I call it. Um, or I'm a big, I'm a big spurker of um, radical self-responsibility. And I think, <laughs> but, <laughs> and, and, and um, I think there, that's, that's where I fell down. It was the fact that I was just so used to giving, 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 giving to everybody else. I didn't even know how to give to myself. So I guess that's probably at the end of the day where you can have all of these things in in um, in play, like you know services and all that sort of stuff. But you, you do have to take responsibility for your own well being and your own agency, as I call it. It's um, yeah, and go wow, like okay, I'm in a, I'm in a profession that is going to cause me to probably burn out at some point um i need to have things in place uh to make sure that that doesn't occur frequently you know
0: and that's really responsible yeah. absolutely but that's really really hard because we are not necessarily taught to be like that in our job we are when we go into our jobs we are still young bulletproof, you know, you become a nurse, what, 22, something like that. Um, mm-hmm. Roundabout there, you become a junior doctor, 25. We're all mm-hmm. the same. We are bulletproof. We're, you know, we can do it. And 24, 24 hours on, 24 hours off shifts were normal for me. Long weekends, 72 hours on-call weekends were normal for me. You just took it in your stride. That was then normal. I remember I did half a year of intensive care and I had then uh, a long night shift, came home and thought, ah, watch a film before going to bed. And I put Forrest Gump on. And five minutes into the film, I started crying and I could not stop crying until the film was finished. Maybe there was a bit of a sign there that (laughs) I was already a bit burned out. Did I admit it to myself? No. What did I do? I had a big glass of wine, no, actually probably two bottles of wine and then slept. Um, I had, I didn't seek help. I recognized there was something wrong and my solution to that problem was to say, no, I don't think I wanna do an intensive care fellowship. Um, I actually will stick with, with other aspects of anesthesia, but did I seek help? No. Did I realise what was going on? Barely. So here you go. Um, we need to admit to it to ourselves yeah. that we're actually yep. in trouble, and we are shit in that.
1: Yeah, I I agree could, because I, I and this is the correlation that I've been making now is you know we gloss over mental health in in um, well I know within nursing it, it's, it's glossed over big mm-hmm. time because we learn about the body or the human body, mm-hmm. um, but you know, we also we don't really learn much about the brain and how call it brain health. You know how to look after your brain because mm-hmm. your brain is what drives you. It's what gets you. It's what gets you up mm-hmm. every day. It's and if you don't look after it, <laughs> you fall down.
0: Yes, so true. And we are good in that. I mean, if you look at the the, the reasons for burnout, um, we we said that there are factors within us, um mm. the overgiving, the empathy, mm. the, the overstretching our own things and and by definition, the lack of looking after ourselves, putting the others first. We talked about um other people or other systems really, uh which leave you without influence, just being a tiny cock in the wheel, but having mm. to to get the crap constantly thrown into your face. But then there are also toxic people, um, the individuals we can make your life, oh, oh, such a thing. Did you experience something along these lines?
1: Yeah, I think I think this type of industry can. <laughs> it seems to attract toxic people. I don't know why. What is that?
0: <laughs> don't you oh, reckon? Oh no, uh, the reality. Let's, guys, let's get get clear about that. Um, statistically. 1 in 10 people have got a personality disorder okay oh. and there's some nasty personality disorders narcissistic mm. and and antisocial etc so that's 1 in 10 1 in 100 is a psychopath or sociopath people who have got no problem walking over your corpse um so that's a that's 1 in 100 now, if you think right. about the big systems in which you're working, so like like a hospital where which has five thousand, ten thousand employees, well, guess what? Um, there will be some really nasty people with whom you have to work, yeah. and that is that is a fact. So, therefore it is often hard and especially if such a person is your manager or is your 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 shift allocator and you find yourself now in the fifth week of continuous night shifts and you oh. think, <laughs> okay, you get the idea. Um, <laughs> yeah, I do, yeah. <laughs> so it is It is an issue. So there are many, many factors that contribute mm. to us burning out. And if you have got a, a triple whammy of of all of these things happening there, hey, welcome to mental health issues, health issues one-on-one. A hundred
1: percent. It's... Um, <sighs> Yeah, it's oh, I don't know. And and then it's like if you don't I just oh, I've got so yeah, and then if and then it's like if you don't like it, then go somewhere else. And it's like <laughs> well it's yeah. let's take you geographical basically. It's just transferring the problem. So you've just got to learn how to manage these assholes, and mm-hmm. and it's That's like true why should I manage your bad poor behavior like why should I have to you know <laughs> so true
0: so true here what we go that? see I- see see I just needed to press a few little buttons there on on Christy <laughs> Suddenly, way. <whey! laughs> <laughs> <laughs> and you see in her eyes the frustration and the, oh yes oh, I've been yeah. there
1: but yeah that- I have
0: that is that is our life unfortunately and that is that is what contributes these are the reasons for burnout but mm. how do you how did it actually uh manifest itself how did you recognize you were burned out
1: i i didn't recognize i was burnt out until i finally left i went and did a um I'd left a tertiary hospital where, that I'd been working there for years and years and years in a medical environment. Loved loved the people there and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, being a mother, a working mother, shift working, dealing with what we were dealing with, and I just saw things were getting worse and worse, and I knew that they weren't going to change. Mm. Um, I, remember my, I remember my boss saying, well, strap in, it's only going to get worse. Mm. And I was like, fuck me. I'm like, I, I'm... I remember looking at uh, the last dying person, the last person that had died and I'd made a connection with them and and their family. And I was just like, you know what, I do not want to be or get to my deathbed and go, um, wow, I have really hated my life. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, I'd rather, I'd rather get to my deathbed and go, I've been brave to change. I've been brave to go, you know, whatever. But the burnout, realising that I was burnt out, Uh didn't happen until after I left. Uh And I was like, I, I took six months off. And I was like, okay, my husband at the time said, well, what are you going to do? And I was like, I don't know. I just... I just can't think straight, you know, just, ah. Anyway, I went back to university and studied commerce and behavioural science and I started learning about human behaviour. Mm. And I was like, oh, my God, I was burnt out and I didn't even know it. Yeah,
0: exactly.
1: <laughs> and it took and- me ages to accept it too because burnout is like a mental health issue, as they mm. would say, but if you're a health pro- professional, it's not okay to have a mental health issue
0: you, you consider yourself a failure. You consider yes. yourself, because you're on that side of the, the, the fence. You are mm. a treater. You are part <laughs> of, not the nut are over there. No, 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 we are, yeah. we are the strong, we are, yeah, yeah. And how did that go for you? Hmm. The reality is we all will face mental health issues.
1: Mm. Guys, it mm-hmm. is
0: normal. It's a guaranteed mm. in your life you will face a mental health issue. That could be anxiety attacks, addiction, depression, PTSD, whatever it is. It's just waiting for you. And if you actually haven't had any issues so far, then you are either about six years old and you shouldn't be listening to this to this podcast, <laughs> or you're actually having a big, big, big uh denial going on yeah. in your life. Okay. So <laughs> no, that's the I'm reality. Actually-
1: yeah, I literally on my own podcast. You know, I say this to everybody: if if somebody says that they aren't have never struggled in life, they're full of shit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They're full of shit because if you don't go through struggles in human life, how are you going to learn?
0: Mm. So true. How are
1: you going to learn? And 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 sometimes you have to mentally. It, it doesn't even have to be a big wobble. Mm. It can just be a little wobble, mm. but it's still yeah. a wobble.
0: Yeah. And it's not a pissing contest. You're no. big wobble. Okay, it doesn't matter if if I don't know, if it don't even compare s- even examples. Whatever trauma there was for you rattled you and it yeah. left a mark on you. And it doesn't matter if that that mark was caused by someone looking bad at you. Um, it was still, it still made you feel awful and you can't forget it. And you, you know, think you have got all that self doubt and think, oh my God, um, it's, you know, it can be as little as that, or of course it can be an awful crime that has been committed with you as the victim or whatever it is. It yeah. is, but this is not a pissing contest we all go no. through our lives uh, at it in different stages and and we perceive things in a different fa- in a different way and there are some people mm. who go through the most gory scenarios and are walk out more or less unscathed and others yeah. in exactly the same scenario fall apart and there is mm. no right or wrong here it is just what is happening to you yeah. so you're not wrong To fall apart, you're not wrong to crash and burn. You're not wrong Mm. that. But you're wrong to not accept it to be Mm. part of your life. You're Mm. wrong to hide it. You're Mm. wrong to treat other people like shit, like your family, because you are angry and resentful. And Mm. why me, why me? And how do you dare not eat your broccoli? I know it's just we can turn to really nasty pieces of shit ourselves in the process. Mm. Did you find that yeah, happening d- to you? Did yeah, you become I definitely. Resentful?
1: Yeah, I mean, it it ended up affecting my marriage in the end, and I wasn't um I wasn't a very nice person to be around, and um, my my daughter, yeah, like even she copped it. And mm. at the time, and I, you know, as I was learning about, you know, as I, what I call as within, so without, um, it's like. Obvious, like her behaviour. I thought it was
0: her, <laughs> but then
1: I started realising. I was like, "Shit, it's actually me." You know, I'm the one that's creating all of this um, you know, disarray, uh-huh. and and I just and I remember the, there was this one point in time when she was having a meltdown, and I was thinking, "Oh my god, it, it's not her. It's me." You know, like she's just literally showing me what's going on inside of me. <laughs> And then I was like, oh, treating my ex-husband, who we're not together anymore, but that's because I was a hideous asshole to him, <laughs> you know. And in the end, I was like, I am doing you a disservice and her mm. by not dealing with my shit.
0: Mm. <laughs> so true. Um, so true.
1: And you and you both deserve happiness. So and it's funny, like it's been a year now and um and he's happy he's repartnered and it makes me happy because he's now happy and and my daughter is now happy she's and and it's just hmm. and I'm, I'm you know obviously sad that that it happened because of you know an environment that i chose to go into but being having the self awareness that being aware that what is going on inside of you internally is being externalized out into the world. Understanding that has changed my perspective on everything.
0: <laughs> so true. For that, you need to take time out, and mm. i I love it that you said I took six months for myself. And of course, that's hard because there is your, your livelihood dear, you were bringing some money in. And now suddenly your husband was saying, What do you mean, six months off? You're nuts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He,
1: he was like, Well, what are you going to do? I'm like, I don't bloody know. We'll pair everything back. I don't care. We won't do anything. But I, if I don't do this, yeah. I'm going to end up, because I remembered I did an agency shift at a mental health mm. facility in ECT, electroshock therapy. And I was watching these patients, you know, being wheeled through, you know, I was recovering them. Mm. And I was just looking at them and how sad they were and I was thinking, far out. Some of these people had gone through some really, really hideous things that I would never even repeat. And I remember driving out of that particular shift and going, if I don't start dealing with whatever it is that's going on, I'm going to end up where these people are. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. Yeah.
0: That's Six so, months. It was yeah. hard.
1: it was hard to pare it back, but I had to.
0: Mm. I'm so pleased that you were able to. It is my wife ended up as a as a lecturer in a educational institution here. She's a nurse too. She um, did climbed up the ladder of nursing, and mm. she. Became this lecturer, and very soon it turns out that the students liked her. And very soon it turns out that she couldn't say no. And so people asked more, and oh, there's this project. And by the way, would you run that course, please? Just because I'm busy with something else. Before she blinked, she was basically running two jobs got paid 20000 less than the others and essentially did still marking and proofreading at two o'clock in the morning. After some years of that, she finally retired from that position and it took her about a year of lying on the couch, being burned out, being essentially unable to function uh, to the way that she wanted to. And I... We were just lucky that I mm. had at that time my shit together, and mm. that I was able to bring the money in, and that we mm. could afford for her to stay off. She would she would have been unable to really function in any environment, and that is really a severe blowout, a severe burnout. And mm. but we saw it there. There's this is and you called it initially compassion fatigue. We should explain that the the. We are defining ourselves by caring for mm. others. So, therefore, you are empathic. You you listen to their plight, and you are there for them. and And I see my role as an anesthetist as helping someone through a hard part of their life, through a hard journey. No one wants surgery. There's often cancer involved in the surgery. Of a broken bone that is now putting their livelihood at stake. There's always quite a lot of story, the backstory behind it. When you burn out, you come to a point where you say, oh, stop whining, stop winching. You think you're bad? Shall I tell you about my day? Yeah. And, <laughs> okay, that's compassion fatigue. You don't yeah. give a fuck anymore about your patient. You still will do a good job, but there is no empathy there. There is no sympathy no. there. There is really. <laughs> <Ooh>.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and, I, yeah, sorry. No,
0: no, 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 ladies first, ladies first.
1: I literally, <laughs> it's funny that you say that because my ex-husband, he would come home from, um, he works for an airline, and he'd come home and he'd be like, oh, this person was being, you know, a dickhead or or he'd like he'd get a headache, He'd get a headache and he'd complain about it. And I'd just be like, Really? A fucking (laughs) headache. (laughs) And I just remember, and he used to say to me, You have got no heart. I'm like, I've got no heart.
0: Do you know what I do every day?
1: (laughs) 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 And he wants me to come home and be his nurse? I'm like, No.
0: Oh, exactly. Um, That's burnout. Yeah, that's why I
1: didn't realize it at
0: the time, you know. Oh, my God. But it is so important that we highlight that. So any nurses out there, if you feel, if you just say, yeah, (laughs) I know exactly what you're talking about, then I say, yeah, you girl, Mm -hmm. you boy need to look after yourself, okay? You are heading straight for it. You know, iceberg, Titanic, yeah, don't stand Mm -hmm. on the front like that because that's where you're Mm -hmm. heading, okay yeah so no I've got, yeah.
1: I've got a lot of yeah sorry no um, first. it's true it's true um but I've got a lot of my nursing friends who are actually coming to me now and they're like mm. Christy I'm just oh I just I don't want to work there anymore I just no. uh, and you know especially a, a girlfriend of mine she's got a one year old and I'm like I know where you're headed girlfriend mm. and I'm like if you don't st- you take it from me start looking after yourself right now mm. Oh, I can't. I've just got no time. I'm like, yes, you do. Mm. You don't have time for ending up like me. Mm.
0: <laughs> and sometimes, sometimes it can be as easy as enough is enough, it, this is too much of a job, et cetera. And there might be all mm. these factors that we have talked about, but it's also mm. important that you realize that life has got its own thoughts about how you how you will continue. For example, your, your girlfriend, the immediate thing that comes to my mind is not just a burnout, uh, but of course that the natural stresses from having a newborn and an infant, uh, mm. and of course the postnatal depression. So you have got, sometimes you got fleas and lice. Um, there are mm-hmm. several things happening there. And it's so, whatever it is, it doesn't really matter. You need to recognize that you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that's the key thing. I didn't recognize it for such a long time. Uh, and the same here, I mean, Christy, I see your your eyes and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ticking off, yeah, me too.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're just, like, ticking all the boxes. It's, mm. it's just because, yeah, I guess, and I think for here in Australia as well, um, you don't, nobody talks about how to look, that it's okay to look after yourself, mm. you know. Mm. Um, there's tall, this thing called tall, pop, tall poppy syndrome, <laughs> you, you know, like, and I bloody hate it. I think it's disgusting. But anyway, um you have to look after yourself. It's, it's not taught in schools. You know, you're selfish if you don't. If you, if you, if you look after yourself, you're
0: selfish. Mm. Which is not <laughs> right, which is wrong. Absolutely wrong. You need to look after yourself. That's why the airline says when the oxygen mask falls, put it first on yourself and then try to rescue the little kitten in the backyard, okay? So, yep. and we are, we are bad in doing that. Mm. How has your life changed now that you have gone through hard times, how do you look after yourself?
1: Um, okay, well, I'm a massive journaler. Love, I've got like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I've got journals all around my house.
0: <laughs> Excellent.
1: Meditation mm-hmm. um, and exercise. I do um, yeah. a lot of strength training. I yeah. Love it. Love strength training. Um, lifting heavy weights and mm. things like that. Going out into nature. I just, oh, I live near, um, uh, I guess you could say like a, a nature, nature area and yep. I drive out there all the time and I just, oh, you know, there's a lot of research out there now to state that if you get out into nature, it is so good for your mental health because you're breathing oxygen and, you, and, and it's like you're getting out of your head and you're looking at the, like the way I see the world now is vastly different. I look at a flower and I'm like, wow, how beautiful is that flower? Mm. The old me couldn't even do that.
0: <laughs> and the old me served a purpose. The old me yeah. was the was was who it was, but you have, I guess, shed your skin there. You have you have transformed into the new me, and the new yeah. me who has found a purpose to actually speak out and to actually say guys Mm. is that really you know all my suffering is that for nothing or is it actually if I speak out will that not raise the awareness amongst my team amongst Mm. my people and that is so important it is so bloody important so Mm. I highly highly commend you for for being dishonest and for being this outspoken because I would say i don't know i don't even dare to put a number on it how many nurses are burned out right now as we (laughs) speak um it is we are not talking one or two percent guys no no. add a zero and then times two times three would be my educated guess um so no we are and there are times guys there are times when you have to go through hard times i Mm. had I, I mean, I've been in rehab seven years ago, got my shit together for the last seven years, really developed myself and mm. become this new person. And I love this new person. Mm. Start of this year, a number of things collided to to put me back in a survival mode. And it was bizarre because I actually accepted that. And there was this ice cold literally ice cold feeling coming over me okay now i need to kick ass now i need Mm. to do what i need to do i cannot afford to look after Mm. myself right now it's time for action and that's what i did and i accepted that i accepted that right now it's survival and you can't do much about it but you you will you will come back to the mindfulness you will come back to x y z And that's what I did. So for two months, I went for hell and got my shit together again and and dealt with the reasons that let me there. And now I'm back in the game. Now I am. I can accept it. But so I guess what I'm saying is sometimes there are times when you cannot look after yourselves just because of the circumstances and you cannot fall apart. And Mm. that's okay. That's okay. It is. It is what it is deal yeah. with it you cannot you know there are times literally which are life and death and you mm. need to deal with that with whatever mm-hmm. confrontation there is but then thereafter yeah. is a time to actually say oh, whoa okay now today okay i will not get dressed i might have a shower but go straight back in the jimmy jams i will maybe have a bit of cake and then watch netflix for the rest yep. of the day and guys, don't even don't even think about talking to me. And yeah. are there days like that that you do?
1: Uh, you know, I was just thinking um, last year, uh, like when I went through the separation. I I went into the like what you said, uh, fight or flight survival mode. I went into nurse mode. Right? I just was like, okay, I've got to get, I've got to get work. I've got to do this. I've got to provide <laughs> exactly. for my daughter. And like, I don't have time to fall down right now. So I'm exactly. like, I'm like going like this, and I'm like. Right. And then I remember another girlfriend of mine, you know, she sort of went through a separation as well. And so I was like frantically trying to help her. And then all of a sudden I was like, stop. (laughs) You need to, as you just said, you need to stop. Don't get out of bed today. You need (laughs) to go through this, watch Netflix. Exactly.
0: Um, Exactly.
1: Do that. But, and then, and then it's like, okay, enough's enough. Get out your toolkit. Make yourself a priority and do it every day. And as you said, you, you do have those. Mm. And I think it's understanding that there are going to be times where you can't get your toolkit in. Mm. But but recognising it, mm. having the self-awareness and then going, okay, I know I can't fall down right now, but mm. there will come a time where the universe will provide me with time to slow down and not get out of bed today, and that's Okay.
0: Absolutely. And but what I liked is that you said toolkit. Toolkit implies that you take action. So you have recognized mm-hmm. you're in trouble. But then mm-hmm. you didn't just stay there. You didn't yes. just do a pity party. Oh mm-hmm. rich bubble. You know, poor yeah. me poor me. Poor me <laughs> poor, poor me another one. Yeah, yeah. That is the pitfall if you're if you're finding yourself in that. But what you actually have created is a path forward. You have recognized Mm. you're in trouble and you didn't give up, but you actually thought, well, how can I get myself out of that? And Mm. you've developed some very positive coping mechanisms, Mm. which is Mm. beautiful to hear. Absolutely beautiful. I mean, like, like here, I mean, I'm going swings and roundabouts because of the two months or so when I was a bit, focusing on other things i didn't do many interviews so yep. today this is now six hours straight of recording with beautiful guests and it is absolutely gorgeous i wouldn't have it any other way yeah but in a moment when this interview is finished i will go out into nature i will actually completely switch off my my uh rec- self-inflicted recording mode, the madness uh and a. I loved it. I had six hours of therapy after all today. So Leno speaking to fantastic people from around the world, but it's still it's you know, I this yeah. is all cool and yep. and creative etc. Yet I can't continue like that. I mm. now mm. need to actually say, wow, how beautiful is the sunshine on my on my arm? How beautiful yep. is the 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 smell of the grass? How beautiful mm. is the to focus on one, mm. one thing out there. And that's what I'm looking forward to. So this is something that is I have learned I need to do. And if I don't do it, I pay the price. Like okay. yeah. it's, I mean, there there are other days, two days ago, the whole afternoon, I was lying in bed and did bugger on. Uh, yeah. You know, and that's okay. You need to do that. Figure out what works for you. Mm.
1: I 100% agree and I think for people like you people like you and I or type a kind of people I guess you could say we need to have um we need to have a toolkit because we are like I'm I know my limits like I'm a I'm a I'm an overworker. like I but that's just who I am you know I used to have my ex-husband used to say slow down and it would just give me the shits and I'm like but I know my limits you know like I know my limits and don't tell me to slow down because I know my limits but um You know, I've found also I need to find time for creating,
0: Uh
1: writing, painting, drawing, I don't know, singing in the car. You know, that's expressing (laughs) myself. (laughs) If I don't.
0: Uh, Exactly. Exactly right. Uh, And it's so beautiful. So we need to put a little microphone into your car, don't we? Just do some secret Recordings there <laughs> yes, No please. my daughter
1: No she's like Mum can you stop singing I'm like Hell no uh,
0: <laughs> They will like, always say that They will always yeah. say that It doesn't matter If you are the biggest Singer in the world You could be John Bon Jovi Probably If he has got children His children will tell him Oh dad stop singing You sound terrible <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah That's That's the reality So we all yeah. like that Don't listen to your children that's
1: no god no, yeah. like,
0: no. <laughs>
1: even like dancing around my apartment you know I'm like yeah you know like this yeah, and yeah. with the music yeah, on and she's yeah. like and I'm like I'm so I know I said to her one day I actually pulled her aside and I said I am so sorry that you had to witness the the unhappy me um and you're looking at me being happy and you're seeing that as weird and that that was a big eye opener for me. I was just like, oh, thank God I recognised, like I changed it before it was too late.
0: Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 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 Wow, that's that's powerful. Did she yeah. how old was she when you said that? Uh
1: just recently. So she's eight. She'll be nine in September. And beautiful.
0: um beautiful. Yeah.
1: And I was you just like, be, whoa.
0: <laughs> you will be amazed. She is a bloody Um, she will soak it up. She will just, and you don't know it until in about six, eight years time when suddenly she will come out with that. Remember mommy, when you said, you think what (laughs) the hell did, (laughs) and it is, I I get these kind of of things happening with me now. Good and bad, by the way, Hmm. Um, good and bad. It is, it's beautiful because again, you're taking action. You're actually talking, mm-hmm. you, t- you mm-hmm. took two actions. A, to show her that it's okay to be goofy and to have fun and to let the hair down. And you, you know, that's cool, number one. Yeah. Number two is to actually then have the insight and say, I'm sorry. Uh, mm-hmm. And to actually talk honest and communicate. These are two really, really powerful things. Because what do we normally do? You keep it all inside put more mm. inside wait mm. wait wait until i then have really too much and then the smallest thing let me explode,
1: explode. yeah yeah <laughs>
0: sounds enough. like the old christy
1: <laughs> yeah yeah i was a bit of a monster unfortunately yeah. but you know it's at the end of the day i i said sorry to everybody that i hmm. you know might have blew up I, at or whatever I, at the time i didn't know what was going on and um but now I've got a lot of I've got a lot of really beautiful friendships and uplifting friendships uh-huh. um and we all just laugh and talk weird have weird <laughs> conversations and I'm like wow <laughs> they're like I love this Christy she's been hiding all these you know I'm like I'm so sorry I'm so sorry <laughs> you know like I just didn't know and you know I think I really just I really wish and it's probably going to be my life's mission now, is to make sure that people choose themselves. Don't lose yourself over a job. Don't, actually, I just saw this on LinkedIn. A gentleman who works for, who worked for HSBC and he had a heart attack. Um, Now I work for a cardiology company, research company. And he, and on the post he wrote, do not kill yourself for a job. And I was just like, "Wow, this bloke—he <laughs> knows what's up, right?" <laughs> be be kind to yourself. Look after yourself because you're going to bed with yourself at the end of the day. And the pen and your your behaviour affects your relationships, big time, hugely. Yeah, and don't don't kill don't take on the <laughs> the strain and stress of other people's bullshit. Because it's 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 their bullshit. It's not your bill. <laughs> deal with your own self. So uh, stay in your own lane, uh, is what I say.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. I agree. I absolutely agree. And that can be incredibly hard, uh, especially in a world where COVID has become mm-hmm. such an bringer of uncertainty and of death and disease. In many a times, it it is what it is, and therefore it is even more important that mm. we look after each other and mm. after ourselves should I really say mm. it. it's even more important that you learn to ask yourself is it the right thing for me what I'm doing mm. here and mm. hey you guys will figure it out and and the sheer mm. fact that you listen to this interview here uh, to the end means that actually a lot of things were were resounding with you and that's a good place to be It's a really good place to be. Uh, Trust me, it is Christy and I are the people who have invented burning the candle on both ends and a little bit in between. So, you know, it is, I don't need 17 candles on a cake. I'll just make do with one. I burn it on 17 ends. Um, And that, unfortunately, bit us in the ass big time. So, and I guess the same is for you. So what we've done today is we hopefully demystified burnout and we hopefully talked honestly and transparently about it. And you heard that we got our act together, but it was a transformation that was needed. And the only reason that we now appreciate the light is because we have seen the darkness. We have lived in the darkness. And sometimes you have to do that before you can get better. So if you're right now in the darkness, then again, this is a beautiful place to be because your awakening is is about to happen. Your light will start shining and that light might be very different than who you thought you were Mm. when you were in the darkness. Suddenly we've got Christy, the influencer although that has become a, bird, a dirty word nowadays. Christy, the woman who doesn't give up in telling the truth. Christy, who stands on the rooftops and shout out there, guys, it's okay to not be okay. Let's look after ourselves and, and move on. And there's the Christy who is who is speaking to her friends about mental health and probably has, has, has reached quite a lot of people simply by by being honest and transparent and how beautiful mm. is that it's a freedom in there no
1: freedom is yeah I, I speak about freedom quite a bit and, and a lot of them say you, you're such a different person now I'm like because mm. I'm finally happy you know mm. I'm free I'm free mm. <laughs> and it feels so good
0: because <laughs> if people try to find you how can they do that how can they get a hold of you
1: Well, I've got an Instagram page, um, which is from the book that I wrote. So, Christiane, author, and I. um, I also have um, another Instagram page for the podcast that I do, which is called Project In Between. And I share stories of healing, like yourself, on there, just about um, yeah how other health, other professionals um, have also also gone through similar situations um yeah so project in between on instagram and christianne author on instagram um yeah
0: and guys look down there to the description of the youtube video and of the podcast all the information is there and whilst you're looking down there there's this little subscribe button and it would be very rude not to come on guys so you might as well subscribe to my show and tell others about our show because if if you got something out of it then please spread the word because with with us being dishonest and transparent hopefully we can show you that it's not taboo to be dark or anxious or upset etc that this is normal this is part of your life this Mm -hmm. is this is like a wave in the ocean that you know, if if you can either like it or not like it that the wave is coming, this wave of darkness or the wave of anxiety will come. It doesn't care what you think. So you might as well develop the toolkit, i.e. learn how to surf that wave or work or swim or float on that wave, whatever tickles your, your right triggers there. It is important that you know this is a wave. It will come it will go. And in a moment, it's finished. And how cool is that? So even if you go through a rough time at the moment, I assure you, this will get better. So there's mm. no need to, to take permanent uh, steps to deal with temporary pain. Um, no, you are, there is, there is life out there, there's hope out there. And mm. Christy and me, we live that life now. So Please, please, please do not give up. There is hope out there. There is light out there. And it's just tiny little steps of you accepting that you're in trouble. And Mm. then knowing that there are people out there. And If burnout is an issue, then maybe have a chat with uh, Christiane. Maybe read her book. Actually go out there and learn more about it. Find people who you can talk to Often enough, you might be amazed. If you were to be honest, you might be amazed how many nurses who are working with you are actually have gone through that. And mm-hmm. you might actually, if you open up, you suddenly realise, shit, you too. I didn't realise mm-hmm. that. And 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 how did you deal with that? Oh, I met this and this life coach, this and this psychologist. He really helped me. And by the way, you know, and and you know what should we try to speak to the manager and you don't do the next two four weeks night shifts but actually just take it a little bit easier there's so many little steps you can do Mm -hmm. but it starts with admitting that you're in trouble and Mm -hmm. that's sometimes the biggest step the the biggest hardest thing because you might have not recognized it yet i agree Mm -hmm.
1: personal development of self that's the one thing that I will, that I sprue it to everybody. Mm. Learn about who you are as a person and how you work. Um, and then, mm. yeah.
0: Beautiful. That's what beautiful, I think. Beautiful, beautiful. Christy, thank you so much for being so honest there. There were some times when I thought a little tear would come out and you were sort of <laughs> you were a little bit emotional at times. And that's exactly what I'm grateful for because these are all raw emotions and these are all raw feelings that that we hate. We, we don't like to deal with those negative emotions. We try to bury them. We try to drink. We try to be as so busy that we simply don't have to think about the negative things in our life. And that's where you fall down. The moment you actually start addressing that there are problems, you suddenly, your your brain... If you ask the right questions, it will come up with the right answers. Mm. So why me, why me? Well, it will come up with 20 answers, why you? Um so maybe not a good question to ask, no. but rather what can I do right now to feel better? Yeah. And if you ask your brain that question, it might actually come right now up with an idea of having an ice cream. Now, as long as you don't buy the five kilogram commercial pot and go about, (laughs) then (laughs) an ice cream, I I think, is a bloody good idea. Actually, treat yourself, okay? Yeah. Those little things that can make such a big difference. And who knows where this is leading. So, Christy, thank you very much for making me think, making me reevaluate how I take Making me realize right now, by just talking to you, realize that I actually was working on my burnout a little wee while ago, and now that I actually need to think, okay, hang on. So not just lip service, but actually put your money where my mouth is, and and um, do what I need to do now. So I uh, what I want to do now is nature, and later maybe go for a swim because there's the physical exercise, and and so mm-hmm. on. So yeah, let's look after each other. But never, ever, ever give up. Okay? There is hope out there, guys. And that's the biggest message I want to send you. Christy, thank you so much for coming. You out there, look after yourself. Bye.
1: Bye. Thank you.